0: Dev Technology Group has been delivering information technology solutions that enable government missions for 20 years. And this podcast is where we share the inspiration behind our work, as well as some technical details of implementing those IT systems for the federal government. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and today I'm joined by Susie Sylvester Dougal, Terry Sherbandi, Yuli Litvak, John Mutarelli, Kevin Cruz. It's a whole posse. Of people in here to talk about the early days of Dev Technology Group and what it was like to start the company and everybody's experiences. Um, Susie, let's start with you. You're one of the founders along with your husband. What was the initial motivation to start up Dev Technology?
1: Uh, The motivation was really a a vision that Sanjeev had. uh, As a technical person, he felt um, I don't know, a barrier sometimes to uh, meeting the customer mission. He had a real passion for the customer. So he wanted an organization where he could be kind of free to do his magic in you know, providing the technology to accomplish the mission for uh, CBP, ICE, um, USCIS. It was INS back in the day. Um, so he really said, come on, let's do this together. He was a technologist. He didn't want to really um deal with the details of running a business. So what attracted me to the idea was the concept that a technical person and an HR person, myself, uh with no business experience, could we have a successful business that's really just purely about the people and the customer uh, the employee experience, what the employee needs, coupled with uh, achieving the customer's mission.
0: so was that your the first company you you'd started? So this was all new to you being yes. an entrepreneur?:
1: Yes, I was a baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was 10, but uh, <laughs> but really, uh, I was 26. Uh, Sanjeev had just turned 30, probably so We were young, we were idealistic. Um, It's actually a pretty good time to do something like that, pretty risky, because there's very little to lose, Uh, very little to lose. We always had good fallback plans. Um, And so what really drove us was idealism.
0: So you had sort of the security that if it didn't work you had career we you'd had you'd already had some career and yeah. skills to fall yeah. back on. Yeah. Well, what were some of the, the scary parts of starting a new business like
1: that? Just always feeling like, is there a better way to do this? Um, always double-checking yourself. Uh, for Sanjeev, I think it's he was always immersed in the mission. Everyone thought he was an employee of the customer, whether it was someone like EDS or whether it was INS. People just assumed... He was an employee just because he was so committed to the mission. For me, it was making sure, are we, am I doing the right things to help uh, progress us to the next stage?
0: And how did you progress? In the early days, it was just the two of you? Did you have subcontractors? Or how soon did you get employees and grow the company? And how big were some of those first contracts and jobs that you had?
1: So we were the turtle in the race. Not anymore, I know. The turtle does win. I think we've won. Um, but it was really, the first couple of years, it was just the two of us. We had a few baby projects, short-term projects. We were lucky to find somebody named Kevin Cruz to do projects. He would come in, do a project. It'd be done. Sanjeev would say, hey, Kevin, where are you? Oh, he's backpacking through India. You know, he's, he's in Spain. So when he was in the U.S. next, there'd be another project that, that we'd run into. So really just really short-term projects for a long time, just the two of us um, until 2001 was when we had an opportunity uh, to uh, get involved in some projects with EDS.
0: So some of your early customers, the federal government, EDS you mentioned, what was else? our first customer.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, we grew supporting EDS and INS through the EDS contract well, for many years. One
0: second. EDS. What's mm-hmm. what's EDS? That's not a government agency, is it? That's it, a that was another contractor for the government. Yes, a big you were a systems integrator. Yes. The okay.
1: blue Everyone in blue, EDS. I know they've disappeared. Electronic it's, data systems. Yeah, electronic data systems. Uh, HP bought them. Uh, now they're. Perspecta. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So EDS, INS, you mentioned. And then how quickly did things scale up after that first? Very slowly.
1: Few years? We are the turtle in the race. So in 2001. So I had mentioned Kevin was a contractor who was traveling around the world. He'd, when he'd be in town, he'd do a project. But our really our first employee uh, was Yuli Litvack.
0: And you mentioned you feel like you're winning. What does winning mean to you in this context?
1: Um, you know, just really being able to, over the years, I, I was just uh, at a, an event this afternoon for our uh, the women at Dev, and I was saying, "Wow, it's been 20 years, which is pretty amazing." I'm a person who needs a lot of change. I uh, didn't think that I, I personally, would <laughs> be able to stay engaged this long, just because I like change, but I also like stability, and you know, helping to create the culture at Dev has fueled me all of these years, and winning means growing at a steady p- pace, growing with stability, growing, keeping um, always our employees and customers in mind, and uh, and just being successful, keeping our culture, regardless if we were five people, or, you know, we're on our way to 300 people, so.
0: and. How has your vision for DevTech Technology changed over this this time, these twenty years?
1: I think the overall vision hasn't changed. It has always been about doing quality work, supporting important missions, focusing on our employees and their growth and development.
0: And how would you describe Dev Technology Group to a new candidate or employee?
1: Well, um, I laugh because I can never be short and concise. So usually that takes me an hour during (laughs) new employee orientations to describe what what Dev is all about. But really the shortest, someone has asked me, what is the short way you describe Dev? And I just say it is a group of smart people working on important missions who care about each other.
0: And what's your vision moving forward for the future of death technology? Pretty much the same thing.
1: Yeah, I'm so so boring. I I have no (laughs) vision other than really being a larger organization with continued stability, helping employees achieve their goals while we're working on really important missions that protect our country.
0: You've grown with this great culture up to this position and how do you how do you maintain that that culture these values you've had employee centric working well together doing great work you've clearly created the company sort of in this vision that you've had from the very beginning and really been able to do that slowly and steadily but to get now from two or 300 employees to what's that next level look like and how do you how do you think you'll approach the challenge of maintaining that same those same values and and culture that have made it successful
1: right you know it is all about leadership and the people right but if you have awesome people but your leaders don't support the culture don't believe in the culture it will erode so i'm pretty confident that the leaders we have in place care about the same things that i do um, we are always about what makes sense, doing what makes sense for the project, for the people, uh, for the customer. As, as long as we do that, our, cu- our culture should not change because what makes sense is always to do right by the employees and the customer.
0: Great. So let's move to talk a little bit with, uh, Yuli, the first employee, Yuli, welcome. Thank you. So what was the your initial motivation to come to dev technology?
2: I think initially, I was coming off the employment with the larger companies, and um, having worked for big organizations, something that attracted me here was specifically the Ability to impact and get in on the ground floor and have at least um, some impact onto the decisions that usually are not open to the employees of the technical background in a company decision or strategy definition or getting involved more with the business side of things, which attracted me greatly, too. Um, of, Of course, I didn't know initially about any of that, but I Remember to this day, the interview that I had with Susie after the technical interview I had with Sanjeev and some of the EDS management. Um, In all honesty, that took away the fear because after the interview with Susie, I didn't even understand or realize that I'm joining a very small organization because of the way that um, she thought of every single aspect of the onboarding. I had the impression that I'm joining a very stable, I wouldn't say huge, but very stable, you know, um, mid-sized company. The aspects of the questions as far as not only the compensation, but the interaction with the client and everything else, that was another thing that was really appealing to me. Because not in every company you would be given a chance to work with the client directly, specifically with the federal government. And here that... Atmosphere, which Susie mentioned, of openness and putting client first, but not sacrificing the employee interest at the same time. That's a unique combination that I've met.
0: And what was your first role here, and how has it changed, and what do you do now?
2: Um, The first role, I kind of walked in and feeling the same shoes that Sanjeev and uh, Kevin before, as Susie mentioned, were doing, which is... Jack of all trades, right? There is no such thing as we don't know. We approach everything from the specific... um, I would say that solutioning for the IT starts with the analytics and the analysis. And this is something that uh, differentiates based on skill. And that was also very different about this company than others. You are not being held within the specific framework of... Okay, well, you are the Oracle guy or you are the Microsoft guy. It was always you need to analyze the problem and then come up with a solution. And if that something is needed, despite the company size, you always had somebody to go to and ask. And uh, we always worked as a team on those projects, even in the beginning when it was two, three people. Um, and dedication, I was young as well, lots of sleepless nights, I guess. Um some of these projects they really had curveballs and you know they were they were challenging but nobody at this table ever shied away from a challenge that was really an experience and right now um i have uh, with the tutelage and a great deal of patience from devtech i was able and given a chance to start my own company which i'm teaming partner with devtech right now and a lot of opportunities and contracts that we pursue. So we still work, uh, I would say, shoulder to shoulder. And on, uh, on a lot of occasions, the clients don't even understand the difference that there's two different companies. To them, it's still DevTech, and I like it.
0: Great. Terry Sherbandi, you were an early employee of dev technology as well. What brought you here?
3: Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um yeah i started uh probably a month after Yuli did, and um I had the same experience as far as what uh what i felt when i when i met with uh well I, I was actually at a different different type of situation I was coming from the midwest i was in a personal situation where I could move i was mobile i i uh had been divorced about three years. So I was looking for a change. I wanted to come out here. I'd been working out here with another company, uh, off and on. And, and I was also, I was, I was working for a large company that I'd worked for two large companies and a small company previously. And I was back at a large company and I felt like, you know, I I didn't like it anymore. I wanted to get back into a small company. I didn't know how small it was at the time, <laughs> Um, but I spoke with Sanjeev on the phone, and uh, we talked about the opportunity, um, the position that—I don't really know how that position came up came about, but it was a perfect fit for me. And so I didn't really care about the company at the time. I, I came out. I met uh, Sanjeev. Uh, I met the—this was a team at EDS that was—I came into an interview that was a team interview normally i i mean people could be intimidated by that but i was i was very confident at, at the time i i knew what i was capable of of doing and um they uh the job was only a 3 month position so you know for anybody else it, it probably would have been a terrifying experience uh, moving across country um but i i thought you know i can I was fine. I was confident in my abilities, and I and I knew that I could uh, uh, make a difference in that position. And like I said, as a perfect fit. I, I met with Susie later that same day, I, I believe, and and I had the same impression. I I didn't know I was joining a, a company that was three people. <laughs> Um, Sensing a theme here that
0: yeah <laughs> nobody I mean, knew how all this
3: really was. Uh, Sanjeev and Susie always did you know a, a great job of uh, presenting themselves with professionalism and always um, giving you know uh, arms-length transaction that this is this is a company to company agreement and and everything was done you know uh, on, on the table. They never tried to give the impression, oh, like, this is our company and we, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is how great we are. It was, it was never like that. And so, um, it was, and from the, from the very beginning, you know, uh, made the employees feel uh, like they really mattered. And, um, so it was, it was an easy decision for me. And, uh, once I did join and I realized, you know, there was there was four of us and you know, I gave them a hard time. I was like, you know, you made me feel like there yeah, like this was a bigger company. <laughs> and uh but we joked about that and and uh working with Yuli and Sanjeev, I mean, we we continued to try to we always worked together to try to uh find new opportunities. Um you know, I, I'm working with the EDS managers at the time and and uh we had a lot of fun trying to uh really but because it was, for me, it was a three-month gig, I put my heart and soul into it. And uh, I, uh, I worked as hard as I could to, to prove myself. And, um, you know, I turned that into, that three-month job, I turned it into an eighth month, eight-year uh, project. Um, the client realized that they wanted to keep me, and they, they remodeled their contract to make sure that I could be there. And and I stayed there as long as I did because I wanted to see that through. I wanted to see them through to a transition point where I could move on and and uh, move on to other things. And and by that time, you know, John had joined, and we had more business development happening. And I remember one one story that I that I want to tell if I can uh, with when when me and Yuli. Um, you know as as we with any small company, we were always trying to do new things. I know we were working on employee um, performance reviews and and things like that just to try to structure some things and Yuli had found some uh, ways to to start building our website and we we had started working on how we wanted the the website to to look in the in the early stages and I know that we had there was one day when in particular we went into the office and we were trying to show our ideas to Susie and and John came in and he he's he's kind of took over and we were we were looking at each other we were like what is he doing and but that's just the way John is John wants to you know he wants to see something and he wants to put give his feedback and that's why he he is where he is right now because he's he he had such a passion for you know making those you know, seeing that direction of the company. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we, we kind of laughed about it because, you know, we know it just helped us to see John's, uh, you know, uh, personality in that. And, uh, but it, it was, you know, we didn't take any offense to it really. We were just kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> he's a real go getter. Yeah. No, it just showed how much of a, you know, his passion for, for seeing those things through.
2: Being technical always helps. It always helps to get a perspective from a more strategically business-oriented person because when you're technical and you're truly like coding or building a website, a stereo said, and I remember the experience, you sometimes lack that mile-high view of how it will be perceived outside of the company or something like that. And to this day... DevTech, to me, is that healthy combination of business acumen and strategy with technology and technical innovations, because a lot of companies lose one or the other as they develop and grow. They either become straight up, it's all about BD, or you know what, we're only going to do cool stuff. Finding that balance is very important.
0: Well, I want to hear the story about the new website. That Terry told from John's perspective. But first, let's chat with uh, Kevin Cruz, another early employee of DevTech. Kevin, um, how did you end up at Dev Technology, and when was that?
4: Um, so there were two different occasions, I guess, that I can speak of. Let's go um, ahead and
0: pull that mic a little closer. Sure. There you go. Thanks.
4: All right. So the, um, my first engagement with with deaf technology was um, when I was working as an independent contractor uh, taking on working on very short term engagements um, I was very familiar with Oracle technology on different aspects of it I worked at Oracle I felt like I had a good handle on that and I was pretty successful at um, working in the industry as an independent consultant and I get a random call from Susie I think and tells me about an engagement, and I was available or was soon to be available. Yes. So I spoke with Sanjeev, had an interview with a client, and, and that's how we started working together. Um, again, not as an employee, just as an independent consultant. So, so this was
0: in between jaunts to Europe to hike, what, the uh, yeah, tra- I was, trails I was, up and down yes, the, the yes. Alps? or.
4: yes i was in spain i was in also in denver and just traveling also um and and that's where i got to meet and work with sanjeev and i saw the passion that he worked with and i saw that he actually cared and he actually understood he got the technology um it wasn't Deaf tech to me wasn't someone who I would see once a month and pick up a paycheck, and they would ask me, "How's it going?" I would say, "Great, okay, great, keep it up," and you know, do the same thing the next month. Uh, Sanji was, "Hey, how's it going? You know, what are you running into? What problems are you having? Let's talk it out." Or uh, he just seemed very interested in my success and making sure that um, I had all the assistance that I needed if I ever got stuck um and he act- and like I said he actually cared so that was very different um that was the initial engagement at the end um or rather um <laughs> right prior to becoming an employee it was December 23rd I got a call from December 23rd 2003 I got a call from Sanjeev asking me if I was available that they had just won a contract with EDS um ATF, I believe it was. And I said, yeah, sure. So he asked me to come over the next day, and so I'm dusting off my books, making sure I'm fresh with my knowledge because I'm definitely going for a technical interview. And he says, you'll be meeting this guy, John Mutarelli and June Lee and... And so he takes me in the next day and, and starts introducing me to the team. And I meet John, so I'm thinking, all right, here's my interview. No, nope, no interview, just a handshake, No know, greet, greet each other, talk a little bit. And then uh, same thing with the next person and the next person to eventually when I meet the uh, the program manager at EDS. Um, and Sanjeev introduces me as, this is our new DBA. And I look at him like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and...
0: It had already been decided. Yeah, it
4: had already been decided. No interview, nothing. He had that control and and, and I guess uh, that that trust and confidence in me, which in turn just made me work that much harder because I didn't want to um, fail. I wanted to make sure that we had a success in doing and in working the project. So um, it's kind of like a two way thing. He gives he entrusts me with that with that uh, confidence. So. I in turn make sure that I, you know, deliver. Um that was the beginning. So that's that's how I first came in touch with um
0: so you started out doing database stuff and what is your role now?
4: Right now my role is a data management lead on I believe it's our largest contract. Um and so I've had different roles uh, as as over the years and and so this is where I where I'm currently um uh Focused on. Prior to that, I was project manager at another uh, contract. Uh, with so you're some,
0: you're somebody who actually left dev technology for a while and then came back.
4: Yes. What brought you back? Um, so me leaving to me in my mind was uh, a temporary choice, a temporary decision or arrangement. At least in my head, it was. Um, I knew that I would eventually come back. I just had to wait for that right opportunity. So the right opportunity came. I worked with, I continued to work with 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 John and um and Kendall and some of the folks uh, in the BD to work on a um, on a proposal. We ended up winning that, and I became the PM for that. Okay. So, well,
0: I, I get the feeling most of you here have, you started out in the early days and maybe kind of a technical role, and you're probably managing managing people now. Kevin, how how is that? What's different about that now than being maybe a more purely technical person, a DBA versus leading a team of people?
4: So for me, and I think everyone has their own Preferences uh, for me, my my preference is more towards a more technical um, slant. Uh, still to this day, um, I think um, the uh, management um, aspects of it is 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 something that um, requires uh, certain skills and temperament and and just ability that I just. Um, as a technical uh, individual have not really fully developed. So i definitely feel more comfortable in the technical, handling the more technical aspects and working with technology and innovation and and, yeah, more hands-on stuff.
0: Fantastic. John Mutarelli, you're up. Hello. All right. John, uh, why don't you tell us how long you've been here, what your role is, how you ended up here?
5: Uh, my current role is president and CFO. I've been with Dev Technology fifteen years, and my initial role was actually as a requirements analyst. So I'm the least technical of the group. Know, maybe Susie and I are, you know, neck and neck there. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, so so that's my current role. But I've held many different roles at Dev Technology over uh, the period of time. A lot of times it was spent uh quite frankly learning and absorbing from people like Yuli and Kevin and Terry uh and Sanjeev himself um many times uh, uh getting to that's how I got to know the technology part of it and that's how I you know really uh, that's what made things fun to me was was learning how to translate that to business value um so over the period of time I've been uh, a different manager VP of operations um Kind of BD, um, COO, and most recently the president CFO, and I think the theme there to me is is I've gotten to grow as Dev Technology has grown. Um, I tell that to actually every em- new employee because I still meet with them uh, when they come in, uh, which is a tradition Susie and I started and we still still do today. And uh, so that's that's been the cool thing, you know, at Dev Technology is getting to to grow with with great people uh, and with new roles and, and new hats and in different areas.
0: And so how do you see the future of dev technology in your new role?
5: Uh, great question. I think that, you know, when I think about dev technology moving forward, um, it's very much focused on building a set of diversity across what we do. Um, and when I say diversity there, I think it's customer diversity, um, it's Technical diversity related to what we're doing today, so adding some depth, but some, some areas that are related to it, um, and some customer diversity. And the reason that that diversity is there is actually going back to our core values. So for me, it goes back to what Susie said, said and it's the reason I'm still here today, is it's culture first. Um, we really put uh, an employee-centric focus. Um, you know, We put a mission-driven um, approach in what we do in thinking about our customers. Um, and if we do those things right, everything else comes along with that in terms of the business uh, and creating opportunities um, for, for individuals. And so, where I think we have where we're going and where we've set out is to continue to create those opportunities for employee stability, because that is a huge part of our business strategy. Uh, it's, that's where Susie started with. That's why Yuli and Terry and, and Kevin all felt comfortable and myself coming into a small organization, but not feeling like it was that because it was such a solid foundation. And for us to continue to build on that foundation, we need to create opportunities for um, for uh, our, our employees to either take new positions doing similar types of work but on other projects for job variety or for them to move up into different areas and explore their own talents um, in different areas. Uh, Terry's, you know, now a project manager. Um, that's something he's grown into. You know, Kevin, you know, is in a great comfort level and where he's at today, but he got there through some leading, some large projects a 40 person project. And that's the other amazing thing at dev technology is looking at how we develop out people. And I think as we grow um, and create those opportunities again, through different diversity strategies um, I I think that's, that's the future um, because it is continuing to develop those people that care about the mission that keeps us going. Um, That that's, that's how I see it.
1: And looking around the table, right, everyone had a, a slightly different path to where they are today, and that's kind of what I mean by meeting the individual needs of employees, right? Um, some companies say, this is the growth path, and that means you're going to be a manager after so many years, and that is the definition of success. But what I contend is you don't have to be clones of each other. You can be individual. You can use your strengths. Um, everyone has special powers. You can use your powers to be impactful for the group. You know, Terry is really good with people. You know, Kevin is he's he's great with customers and technology. You know, Yuli, he was he is a and he is entrepreneurial. That's what why one of the things he wanted to come to a small company and the reason why he left is I recognized that. And I said, hey, Yuli, I think you're very entrepreneurial and you might not be happy until you've experienced it yourself. You know, so Kevin is one who's always like, guys, I can only give you maybe 18 months. Um... And and then one day I thought it was definitely over when he's like, I have to go back overseas. I want to I want to move back overseas. Like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have any opportunities and opportunity knocks like a week or two later. I got an email from an old customer wanting support overseas. And the only reason I said yes to that was because I knew of Kevin's desire. He didn't get that opportunity because he wasn't DOD cleared. But we got him DOD cleared. And and also what you're looking at at people around the table are people who got the customer addicted to dev technology. Terry was kept, you know, he was like a, a treasure for eight years. Every year I'm like, Terry, you're getting bored. I'm getting worried. Are you getting bored? Do you need change? But the customer, was able to create an environment where he enjoyed it, where Kevin needed the change, and and it was hard for us to keep up, but we, we did for the most part, which led us to wonderful, we had like more than a handful of people in Kuwait, Germany, Italy, uh, Qatar, because of Kevin's desire to be overseas.
0: Well, Susie, you've you've, clearly done a, a good job of developing employees and hi, hiring them and developing them and recognizing what uh, roles are good good for them and finding the right people. What, what, did, what does dev technology look for now when you're hiring people? I think, I
1: mean, I think John is the best person to answer <laughs> that question since in, in my new role, he is the one in charge.
0: Of- John, what are you looking for now? So
5: at Dev Technology, we're looking for what, you know, we, we would always talk about people being dev-like. Um, and we actually embarked on a, a project this past year to really define that. And so we actually have six values that um, are there, and that's a big part of what we look for. Um, and so it's marrying those up, which is the people side, and I'll talk through those in a second, with a real passion. And it's really got to be a, an end-customer passion for the mission itself, Um, What I think makes people different at dev technology, it's not just the values they bring, um, but how they apply um, their technology um, confidence, their technology skill sets, Um, and they have to do it for a a purpose in terms of the mission. And so for me, the best dev technology employees and and what we want to continue to develop is people who that really put themselves in the the shoes of the people are going to be using the technology that. That they're in, whether that's keeping it up twenty four seven because it needs to be up and running in the middle of the night when you know a bust at ATF happens, uh, or it's making sure the screen is designed optimally for um, for uh, a, a particular process, um, that the, the mission, that the, the mission side is using the customers, the agents, uh, the investigators and those types of things. So that's, that's a big part of it. The other part though, is, is getting back to the dev values. Um, you know, integrity, respect, collaboration are the first three values. Um, I think of them in that way cause the other ones really built on them. Um, innovation, resilience, and community. Um, the, the first three, to me, speak to the individual first, and the second three speak to how the individual enters into the company. Uh, I think that um, if you think about that integrity and respect and collaboration, it's how we treat each other, how we think about our clients, and how we engage in the mission. Um, each of those has a tagline. It's out on our on our, uh, our website. Um the 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 one that I love the most quite frankly is collaboration uh, and what we say there is that uh, we make better decisions together um and that's what I see when I look around the room. I see how we've grown over time you know is a big part of it. The other ones are definitely important. We could talk to those you know uh in in you know amplitudes but uh those are those are some some highlights
0: does anybody else have any other comments they want to make?
3: Yeah, I want to say a couple Terry? things here if we've got yeah, some time. Please. Yeah, please. Want to sing um, a song, Terry? Oh, I, I have some songs, some songs in my t- in my time here yeah. uh, before, but yes, not have. today. Uh, no, as as Susie said, um, you know, she made a couple points uh, about being the turtle. Uh, you know, the reason that we were successful was, you know, Susie had that background with her HR consulting so she was handling everything with the company in addition to HR but it was just such a solid base um that she started with and i know she did so much but the but they that we grew slowly but it was you know they they made they didn't take a lot of risks they, they it was as a small company so some small companies can overcommit and uh, put themselves in a position where they they fail, and they didn't do that. They made sure that we were that we grew successfully. Now we're we're bigger, and we're taking we're taking on a lot more. We're growing, and and we're able to do that uh, because we can scale. But um, you know, there were a lot of uh, also as as uh, I became a manager, um, I waited until there was that need that that we had, and and a lot of us. They, we we did have that need. We came in and we said we need uh more people to to become PMPs, to become managers. And I and I I said, "Yeah, I'm ready to do it." And um and I, like like she said, "I am a people person. Uh I, I I like to make people laugh in their jobs as much as I can." And and I try to uh I think the people that work for me uh always um say that they're, you know, they they like working for me and I and I try to try to do that. Um but uh as as I am a manager and and others, I think we we also realized that and the company realized that they needed to help support us in that role and they we um we came up with the, you know there's the the project manager um COEs, the um uh, Team that? lead. Yeah. Well different, yeah. Uh, the center yeah. Of, uh, of excellence. Yeah, center of excellence. Of interest, yeah. So um and it's an opportunity for all the, the project managers, team leads to share their experience and um communicate the different areas where they might need help in in areas and to, to help each other grow. So it's um it's been a great opportunity and experience for us to do that.
5: It, I could add on a little bit of a story as well. I still remember um, in the early years, I mean, I think it was maybe year two, three, if that, uh, Susie, Sanjeev, and I had our first strategic offsite, which we went really far away, and we went to their kitchen table, <laughs> and we had a, you know, we had the, the white post-it note next to it, and uh, I still remember, I did a lot of preparation for it. Uh, I was really nervous, you know, Susie and Sanjeev, founders of the company, and they'd you know, pulled me in under their wing. You know, kind of said, "Hey, John, we want you to do more than this requirements an analyst stuff. You you really have a a mindset for strategy and helping out in management." And they had actually started diverting me in that direction. And uh, so I walked in and I said, "Well, one of the things we need to do is we need to sit down and really talk through yeah. what our values are, and um, you know, and we need to set some strategic goals." And as we you know looked at those things. You know, he said, well, what do you mean? What what types of things are you thinking? You know, and I said, well, you know, how much do we want to grow this year? You know, those types of things. Um, you know, what is our philosophy towards employees? And and I still have some, you know, a few story, things that stick in my mind from that session. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk through the value side. I love our our values that we finally wrote down. What I got back then was you know, it wasn't about a balanced triangle or any of those things. It was really about the customer and the employee kind of in two concentric circles. Those two are neck and neck right next to each other. The reality is in the services business, we have to have customers first because without a customer, we don't have employees. But those two are just, that's the crown jewel of what we do. That, That stuck with me. The second thing that really stuck with me is, We said, we're not putting up just because somebody says in their own strategic plan that you have to have a certain growth goal, X percent, X dollars, X number of people. We didn't do that. What we actually said is we need to have a number of relationships with companies in addition to an electronic data systems. So how do we have with other organizations? So we had the safety net for employees. And we combined that up with saying that's how we're going to achieve growth. And it was actually at the beginning, it was just relationships. It wasn't we had to have a new contract. Because we knew and understood what laying the groundwork meant to the next phase. And that's what I think, you know, that, that turtle aspect that uh, Susie talks about, you know, I always think about it's We always know what that groundwork is, and we step up to that next rung, and we're successful and we never go back. And we step up to that next one. And so it was, you know, in the early days, we have to get our GSA schedule. That way we can do prime contract work today. And that's what we did. Um, and uh, we we pulled together as a team, and that's how we set goals. And it wasn't until a few years ago that we even started talking about growth number goals. And that's just because so many people are asking us and we felt like we had to give an answer out there. But still today, our growth number and our, our Dev 2020 vision that's on our internal website, it's goal number three. The first two are about employees and customers and leadership. And that's how we're going to continue to grow. And that's what, to me, has stuck with me since the, the early days you know, around around the kitchen table.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of DevCast. Thanks to Susie, John, Yuli, Terry, Kevin, and thank you for listening. By the way, Dev Technology is growing and hiring for a variety of positions, including DevOps engineers, SharePoint, Java, and database developers, systems engineers, and more. To learn about life at Dev Technology and to view full job listings, Visit devtechnology.com careers. We've been rated as a top workplace by the Washington Post for five years in a row based solely on employee surveys. It's the real deal, and it's a great place to work. Here's what project manager Todd Doran had to say when I asked what his favorite part of working at Dev Technology was. The people. Uh, I, I've gotten a chance to know uh, some, some great people. Uh, whether it be in, the, in the, the management side or in the, in the technical side, and uh, just, just love it. So be sure to follow Dev Technology on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to see the most recent job openings, as well as blog posts from our subject matter experts, and just to see some of the fun stuff our employees are up to around the office.